Hey everybody, we're back, and so is the Real 45 Podcast. It's been nearly a year since our last real good episode. Both Stefan and I have had different challenges we've been faced with, and I should say for my case, it's been more of a case of the challenges my wife has been faced with. So uh, yeah, it's been quite a journey so far, but today's episode, both Stefan and I We share detailed information about what we've been doing and some of the challenges we've been up against. We really hope that you guys enjoy listening. Perhaps some of it is irrelevant. Some of it might make sense to you, but we enjoy sharing our stories and we appreciate you just listening to what we got to say. So, hey, welcome back. The show starts now. Just remember, enjoy this podcast. And as always, grin to win. You're listening to the one and only Real 45 Podcast. We talk about life, racing, and getting sideways. Hey, every day is a new day. How hard can it be? And now, your hosts are in the building, Greg Hancock and Stephen Junell. It's great to be back. Stephen, Stephen Junell, how are you, man? I'm good. It's really great to be back. It is. I miss this. Well, I miss this more I really than anything, too, man. It's been way, way too long. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> for uh, for for numerous reasons, right? From both sides. Absolutely. Life comes in between. It sure does. Boy, things. It's been nearly a year. Uh, since things really, well, probably over a year for you, right? Since things really, it has been over a year for you since things really started to change. And um, for me, we're coming up on uh, on a year of not having so regular podcasts, and we're coming up on just over six months since uh, since my lovely wife got diagnosed with breast cancer too. So yeah. it's like she was diagnosed with breast cancer back in April. And that was, you know, basically when our, our season, well, kind of late March, April was when she located everything and we started the process. And then by the time it all started to kick off and then she went through basically five months of chemotherapy or five and a half months of chemotherapy and just finished like two, almost two weeks ago. That was like the, that's like my racing season, exactly my whole racing season from start to finish. Yeah. But you've been, you've been by your side all the time. Yeah, and for me it was, um, it was a no-brainer, you know. It's uh, the amount of crap, the stress, the, you know, the lifestyle that um, I've probably put her through, although she, would, she wouldn't probably classify it the way I'm classifying it. Um, Man, I, I, you feel guilty. You feel like it's your fault because she's like the most healthy, most fit, most amazing person in this house. Why the heck did she get cancer? You know, I'm the guy who lives life on the on the edge. I'm the one that should be. If anybody's going to get something, it should be me, right? Yeah, and that's the 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 disease or the what do you call that? The, that's cancer, isn't it? It, it doesn't. It didn't hit the the right people. You know. Yeah, you hear so many people that go through it, and it it never feels it it never feels right. And the all the the bastards out there, the the people that do so many bad things to other people and and uh, hurt people or sadly kill people or just mentally disturb people so badly or whatever they've done you know put put it yeah. you know crazy disease like cancer on those fools and let them be let them suffer you know that's how i feel <laughs> but yeah i totally understand that but the good people in this world and like my wife you know you, you suddenly you enter a whole new world it's like like immediately and 
the stress, the nerves, I mean, the tears, the, the, what about, what are we going to do now? What about our lives? What about our work? What about our, our houses? What about our, you know, the most important part, our families, our kids, so many things. Suddenly you just feel like somebody just flipped you upside down and is shaking everything out of you. And, uh, you're, I don't know how everybody else feels about it, but I, I've, changed my life dramatically in how I approach things and how I feel about things in, in five and a half months and I have way 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 more time now than I used to that's good but then I mean you, you it feels like you have to someone uh, some somehow uh, think you learn again what's important in life, if I put it that way. You you got that right. It, it it's not the the things that you thought you would would like to have, like a new car or I don't know, a new vacation to some cool place. You just want the loved one near and alive for a long time, right? Yeah, for a long time. Not just a good time. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, Can I hope that that you you're not the one that survives? <laughs> In the end, <laughs> you will be the first one that. I hear that you. Leads. I hear you. It's uh, you. You've probably met and know so many people that have been through cancer and and you hear so many stories about it and you just oh man you know you always feel for people and whatever and suddenly when when it involves you directly you you become I feel like a hypocrite like a hypocrite because you're so involved suddenly you've entered this world and you think about all the people that you've heard about and you think oh you feel bad for them or whatever but like then you really it really hits home to what everybody was going through and the amount of people that are so cool and they so come up and, and pledge support and and good vibes and love and, and everything you can imagine. It's, it's wonderful how it works. And at the same time, you're thinking, gosh darn, I, I feel like a fool. How come I don't know more about this? How come I haven't personally looked into it more and understood i mean what why are we getting cancer you know now suddenly you're interested in why really really interested why are people why are so many women getting breast cancer just if we just take breast cancer for a minute it doesn't include all the other deadly cancers out there that are are vicious and they take they don't care who you are they it doesn't you know they'll take whatever they can and and clean people up yeah. Do you have any answers, or did someone explain what happens, or why, or did they have any answers, or is it just a big question mark? Cancer is still a pretty big question mark, you know, for a lot of people. However, as you learn, and the more you read, and the more you listen, and the more you engulf your life into this, Jenny has gone into it way, obviously way deeper than I have learning as she's reading every day, every night, and listening and, and getting information. And, you know, she when she gets into something, she goes all in. And uh, this has become, it's her new normal, you know, or our new normal. You don't, the normal life will never be as normal as it was. It's a new normal. And she... Yeah you are what you eat man the, the environment that we live in the food that we eat why is everybody getting cancer there's no history of it in Jenny's family she went through the genetic testing there's are zero out of all 81 strands that they can test for genetics they came back 100% clean there was zero connection to cancer in, in all her genes as they know from today in today's world and I think we live in a here in the U.S., we live in a, in a society or a, a world that's somewhat leading in breast cancer research, and 
I think most of the world follows here. So I feel like we, we get a lot of good information, but they, from what they have today and what testing they did, there's no reason why she should have cancer. So what is it, right? And yeah, what is it? Yeah, we're not, and we're not the only ones. There's so many people out there that are the same. However, the, the nurse practitioner that called Jenny back to give her the results of her genetic testing said, I don't often get to make this kind of a phone call on a Friday afternoon, but it makes me feel so good to be able to make this phone call to someone like you who's 41 years old and got, has you know three kids and a husband and, and a life to tell you that their your genetic testing came out clear and there's zero reason why <laughs> you got cancer in your body here so i mean starts the tears of joy the tears of more concern why did i get it now it's really you you're looking for a reason but there what is the reason right and we eat really good and so um, I put it down to the stress and all the crap that I've caused her over the years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's nothing to to laugh about, but no, but we there's have, actually yeah, no we, answer about that either. No, and laughing about it, we don't laugh at it; we laugh with it because otherwise we'll cry, you know. So yeah, and she's you know we make jokes regular because you, you have to. You got to live, and you got to. We can't sit here and, and dwell on it or, oh, poor us or poor cancer and poor, you know, it's like, damn it. <laughs> you're not going to win, right? You're you're going to fight it. And if anything, the more positive news that we get, the more we can laugh about it and know that nobody got, we, you know, we kept her somewhat private and quiet throughout the treatments because it was, it wasn't fun, you know, and it's, for us is one thing but for her it's, it was awful and I, I hate to see it and I, I don't like to look back on it Jenny's not the one who wants to walk around with too many pink ribbons and and make cancer take over the life she wants to beat it and get away from it but be an avid supporter for any other woman out there and, and preach what you can do to try to avoid it to try to fight it to how to deal with the side effects to treatments and the things you got to do and I mean she's she's been amazing and we've had some amazing people around I can't you know say enough about the people around that we've met that have given like support talks and things to do to try to to conquer nausea and vomiting and and fatigue and you know trying to boost your immune system which is it's nearly impossible when they fill you full of you know, chemotherapy that pretty much wipes out, kills everything without killing you somehow. And um, however they do that, it's it's pretty amazing that they can, how they keep you alive, you know, and it's, it's vicious, man. Yeah. Yeah. The medical are, it's somehow amazing what they can do. But it's still some question marks of why they haven't gone further. I mean, there's so many that, that get cancer that we should know how to stop it. I mean, it doesn't it feel I don't like know that? How to express it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it feels like it's an important thing. We just should have a shot. Uh, like a vaccine for it. Is it called vaccine? Vaccine, yeah, vaccination. Yeah, vaccine, yeah. So we can't get it. Eventually, it it feels like that. You know the way they, the way they treat some of the women today in breast cancer. There, fortunately, there are so many more survivors nowadays than even at stage four. Some of the worst cases, what they can do to to save their lives. And it feels like, you know, in a period of time, they're going to look back on some of these types of cancers and it's going to be treated as like diabetes, you know. Oh, okay, here we go. We just got to do this and do this and you're all right. And it's just going to be a, um, hopefully anyway, <laughs> it's going to be a uh, an easy fix. But 
they can create vaccines for all these different deadly diseases and why the heck can't we have a vaccine to kill cancer right stop it yeah should be something yeah it's uh, such a huge like a massive yeah. money making or should I say expensive campaign it's it's not cheap you gotta have insurance and or be living in a part of the world where they take care of you for based off of uh, yeah, where you live and what kind of taxes you pay yeah, that's something that is, it's hard to understand from here from Sweden, I think, because we have almost everything is included in the in the tax when it comes to the uh, the yeah, medical care. Yeah, your social health system, huh? Yeah. That's yeah, good. It's, it's handy, but I'll tell you what, the, you know, you... You can eat good, and you can. The mind is is probably the most powerful tool. And uh, the more you learn, the more podcasts and information that we've been getting and learning, and the combination of the things that Jenny did. She changed her diet completely and became so green. And we're already an organic family, and and uh, we eat pretty good. Jenny's almost a vegetarian, full on. She's gone off a lot of meat proteins and things like that um you know the whole family eats you know in moderation we i'm still a meat eater quite a lot and love eating meats but um hers is very much in moderation these days and uh, she had the hormonal type of cancer too so she's gonna end up having to have uh, her ovaries removed now and they've already she's getting shots that Lupron shots that shut her ovaries down and basically puts her into menopause. They've been doing that from from the very beginning. So, poor girl at forty one years old going through menopause is not fun, and no. you know has been probably the most challenging part for her and everybody mentally as as learning how to deal with this new life as well as all the nausea and all the other crap that you got to deal with. So um, it's so, so much around it. Yeah. It's that that happens that you don't don't understand from outside. I think. No, exactly. So not so to I dig. Guess, Sorry. No, I, I just saw my mom got breast cancer for I don't know a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and only the things that you, you need to go to the hospital for so many times, and and you have to. It's not just money for take care of it it's it's all the things that you have to do and the life takes the cancer takes over the life it's you can't live as you used to at all exactly the cancer takes over your life and somehow you're trying to find a way not to let that happen but how do you not let that happen when (laughs) you're living in it you have to it does take over your life. You'd have to try to work around it or work through it and not let it be you. Yeah. Your so mom, how long ago did your mom go through that? I don't know, actually. Um, Gosh. Five, six years ago, maybe. I right. Think. And she came, I don't know, no. she came through it pretty good. Yeah, she did. Uh, I don't think that she gone through everything that Jenny did, uh, but I can still see. I mean, the hospital visits and just uh, you don't know how it's going to end. It's so true. There's so many different kinds too, right? And and some yeah. they can fix and stop in the tracks. And as they say, if you've gone five years without finding anything, they technically claim you. Uh, as being uh, cancer free so hopefully your mom is in that stage yeah I think so and that's that's wonderful that's really really good yeah it is hope I mean it will be good totally and like you said you read so many people every day that have been through it and have got some great stories my mom went through it you know uh, over 30 years ago and uh, she's doing fine. My sister-in-law, my brother's wife, went through it, and she's over five years cancer-free now. 
and um, she was quite far along, a, a similar type of cancer to what Jenny's got. Um, and it's it's everywhere. It's everywhere, man. It's it's the world yeah. we live in. But you know, I I take my hat off to these women because every uh, all the women that we met inside the the treatment center, they they are so positive. Nearly every single one of them. They're it's like a whole new world you you move into and the people are different they seem to like you said they they all seem to have much more time they have they're open for anything suddenly those small things that mattered before they don't give a damn about those things anymore it's only the the material the most important things in life that that means something and the rest of it is like i'm not going to waste my time energy and stress about that what the heck is that going to do for me even probably one of the most cool people I've ever met was the first day of treatment we walked in and there was a guy sitting across from Jenny and another treatment having a treatment for pancreatic cancer they caught it quite early which is pretty deadly and they caught it in a stage one situation but that guy had the most positive attitude they had already done surgery and removed the the, the area of the pancreas that needed to come out and when he was starting treatment he's got treatment for a long time but he gave us so much like positive energy and and tools to use and just reminded us that you got to eat you're not going to want to eat you're not going to I say reminded us reminded Jenny but I've you know I always say us because we were there listening and yeah. It's all about her, but he gave her so many interesting, positive tools to use and just said, well, well, it is what it is. And his wife sat there with him. Their treatments were, were pretty lengthy, sitting in the chair, and he would fall in and out of sleep and talk about his taste of metal in his mouth and the, the numbness and tingling in the fingers and the pain. And But he said... It doesn't matter. I can deal with that. I'm still here, man. That's all that matters. Oh. Crazy. So, yeah, yeah, we had quite a few stories in a five and a half month period that were heartbreaking and overwhelming at the same time. So it's, um, I'm really, really happy. That's why I, you know, we try to laugh about it as much as we can because she just got this news about the genetics, you know, two weeks ago, right before her last treatment, or three weeks ago. And it was just like, whoa, that throughout all this negative stuff going on, she just got some of the biggest, most positive news ever. And um, it turned everything around and just light at the end of the tunnel. And she's, you know, she does yoga two to at least twice a day. She meditates once or twice a day. And she's eating, she's exercising, she's still in the kitchen even when she was you know wanting to puke and whatever she just said they told me i'm not sick i have a problem and they got to fix it that's what they said you don't need a bed you're not sick so she lived by that rule from the very first moment and sometimes you just had to say you got to go lay down and and rest you know your body's obviously craving it and she she fought it so much so uh, I can talk about this all day long because I'm so proud yeah. of her and I'm so like overwhelmingly uh, impressed with how people deal with cancer. And I really hope that nobody and none of us ever have to do it or do it again for her what, case. What a strength. I mean, yeah, it's it's amazing. It really is. And, and you, I mean, yeah. it feels like we're, this is all one-sided in this conversation right now, but you know Jenny too, right? And you know what she's like. <laughs> it's, uh, she's something else. She that's, is, man. That's how it is. She makes me feel tired all the time because I, I can't keep up with her. She's just, <laughs> she's like never stops. Her parents were here for five weeks. They just left a week ago and now I see where Jenny gets it from because her mom is like Jenny twice and just on the gas and nothing's a problem and she just she works hard all the time and just takes control of the situation and 
you know, I, I can see how her dad is and I see how I am. And I'm like, I, I stand back and I just watch. And I'm like, wow, how do they do this? You know, it's, it's inspiring. But at the same time, I'm like, man, you guys are making me feel lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's one of the key tools, don't you? That, that you, you have this in you. You will survive and you will fix this. And the mindset is so to the right. It's in the the ground settings, you know the you're, the normal you're, setting is is I'm gonna fix this. Then you have days that can be other days, but I mean just have this in you. Oh man, it's you're right, exactly right. I, I still I'm still I'm still impressed, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Shit. And you know the wow. most one of the most cool things out of this that that was probably paid such a major played such a major role is you know most chemotherapy patients lose their hair and everything uh, and psychologically that is a a massive takedown for the woman you know and some of them just deal with it and that that's just well they have to deal with it that's this is what's going to happen they just they might shave all their hair off and wear a wig or wear a hat or whatever they do, but these they have these cold caps now, cold cap therapy that's around the world. And it's been around for uh, you know five to ten years that I know of, and uh, we found out from my good buddy Sean uh, had told us when as soon as Jenny got the diagnosis, he said, "You guys got to look into these penguin cold caps." Uh, one of their their good friends had just gone through it, and she saved her hair. It had thinned, but she saved her hair. And I'm, what what do you mean? What? How do you save your hair? And um, he sent us some information and said, "Look this up and check it out." And basically, you're wearing a, a an ice pack on your head that is minus thirty two Celsius. Whoa! It's an ice pack that is that's made to form around your head. So if the thing lays flat when you freeze it and then negative 32, minus 32 Celsius, that's pretty damn cold, right? Yeah. And you have to form, you have to, before you put it on the head, you have to kind of knead it a little bit with your knuckles or your hands or your knees and and then you form this thing and you put it on the head and f- push it down, Velcro straps wraps around the front and then you have to tuck it down behind the, the back of the neck, the back of the head down the neck and the Velcro straps pull it around and hold it on. Then a big strap that comes around to make sure you don't miss any hair follicles along the side of the head. And this process, Stefan, is like freaky, man, because it is so dang cold. You have to have the hat on an hour before treatment starts or 50 minutes. Wow. And then you have to haunt, have it on during the duration of the treatment, which was anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half, two hours, depending on what kind of tests and stuff they had to do prior. And then you have to have the hats on for four hours after treatment. And you change them, oh. you change them out every 27 minutes. You have 27 to, minutes. Every 27 minutes, you take it off and you put a fresh cold one on that's minus 32 and set the timer and at 25 minutes, we had another timer where we would take one out. These things are put on dry ice in a cooler. So you have like four of them you put on dry ice in a cooler. And they, they, they freeze from being not frozen at all. It takes an hour and a half before them to get down to minus 40. So you take them out of the coolers at around minus 40. And then you have to work them, like knead on them for, you know, two to five minutes, depending on how cold they are just to get them down to minus 32 where you can actually move them a little bit and bend them over the head and wrap them. Change it after 27 to 30, 27 to 30 minutes they recommend depending on the temperature of the room environment. And you swap it out, set the timer, and you get to sit, kick back for sort of, you know, 20 minutes and then you start kneading again and <laughs> put them back to make a change, put one back in the cooler, so you're you're rotating them constantly four four caps and four straps, and oh. for you know it's seven to eight hours of the day. It's like the whole day, and the first two and a half caps that you put on are like awful. You know they are so cold, and you can see that she would go into a mental state there, and they she has to take like Benadryl. Uh, um, 
which is to kind of relax her and, and helps to fight off any um, immediate kind of, uh, you want to say, allergic reactions for treatment. But it also kind of helps her not, you know, to relax a little bit and not, the pain isn't probably as severe. But anyway, you put it on. Did you try it? I put it on for a second, man, and I just went, oh, I, oh no, I could, you know. Of course, when you got to do it, you got to do it. But I, I couldn't do it. I took it I off. I didn't imagine you could have like minus thirty-two degrees on your head for an hour. I, I can't imagine it. Your head I mean, pretty much freezes, man. <laughs> yeah. You put like a you put like a hairnet over the head first, which is, um, you know, it's just a few millimeters, a couple of millimeters thick. So it's just a mm -hmm. small little bit of protection to keep the dry the cold that cold or the dry ice that might be left on there from basically burning the scalp like freezer burning the scalp yeah and Shit. and you have to massage the cap on the head every 10 minutes like move it around so that the you keep the stuff from getting colder in one place and warmer in the other and things like that so the idea behind the cold caps is they, when you put them on the head, they freeze the hair follicles, which puts them into a dormant, like a sleeping point where the, when the, when the chemotherapy goes in through the bloodstream and comes in through the, the head and the, up in that area, it can't get into the hair follicles because they are frozen and not active. So oh, okay. the idea is that that you have to, it takes, they, they say like four approximately four hours for the treatment to be run through your body where it can't affect the hair follicles anymore. So that's why you have to wear the hats for four hours after treatment. And then it's kind of already done its thing. It's gone through the body and kill what it needs to kill and starts to make its way through to start leaving the body again. Shit. So can I ask how, how, how did it go? Did it she lost uh, about 50 to 60 percent of her hair somewhere oh. there we kind of and we say and most of that was just thinning so up like on the on the on the sides of your head at the top it thinned out the most and she lost some length out of a lot of the hair you know the long hair started to fall but she saved enough that she you know from a distance, you can't tell, but when you get up close, you can see where it's thin. However, you know, she, she kept covering it up in some ways, and she would kind of, uh, she still does this now because it's, it's like it's a lengthy process before it's all going to come back again. And uh, yeah. she sprays her scalp with some hair color and stuff to kind of take away any shiny spots of the scalp that might have still been showing. And she can go around and she'll wear like a little headband sometimes, you know, just to keep it, she keeps it tight to her head and, or wear a little hat or something. But you, it's really hard to tell from a distance or unless you, unless she tells you, you might just think, oh, her hair's thin. But, um, you know, and maybe we weren't super successful with getting the, the caps on perfect in the beginning or every patient is different. Some people, they lose nearly nothing and some lose 60 to 70% of their hair. And um, we're estimating, you know, 50 to 60, but maybe it's 40 to 50, depending on how you look at it. But um, it was it's enough. Amazing. It's really amazing. And I, we've seen videos and we've heard of people uh, from the people we got the dry eyes from that said this other patient lost almost nothing she looks great she has a big old head of hair still left on her head and and um you know she they can't you can't wash your hair or color your hair uh up to i think it's two weeks or three weeks before chemo starts and you can't color your hair or cut your hair for three months after chemo is finished okay. and, uh, because it's everything is still pretty sensitive and and um yeah, I guess those hair follicles are still prone to be able to drop hair easily if you pull on it too hard or try to put any chemicals in there that could that could uh, damage it. Yeah, what a cool thing! It was really cool, but she had to do that sixteen times. 
So the first four treatments were a gnarly adriamycin and an AC chemotherapy, which is, it's red in color. And when it goes in, it's red. And, you know, when she urined, it was red. And they call it the red devil because that's the thing that pretty much, those are your big guns in war, they say. So we send you to, we send in the big guns in the beginning, and then we change the treatment to another one called Taxol, which anybody through breast cancer knows about all these things. But that's then it was twelve weekly treatments after that. Um, so it was that process started all over, you know. And um, she would feel, a, you know, the first four treatments were the most horrible because they kicked her butt for about five days, like really bad. And then then she would start to recover and just start to feel good. So by the second week, when the treatment went again, she's just starting to feel kind of halfway normal again, and then you just get knocked down again, you know? Oh. So, and now the, the weekly treatments weren't that bad. You can, she did those much better, but they still with these, her immune system got knocked down, so they had to give her injections to boost the bone marrow and the white blood cells every day for four days after every treatment. So those caused fatigue and body aches and muscle aches. And so she would feel crappy. You know, we had treatments on Wednesdays. She'd be feeling a little, Wednesday was usually okay. Thursday, the first injection started, then it was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And we had to do these at home. So I became daddy nurse or home nurse, whatever you want to call me. And if anybody needs an injection, just give me a call. I got you covered. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, uh, and then she was, by Monday, she just started to feel half decent. By Tuesday, she was feeling good. And Wednesday, it started all again. So. Uh, oh, for, for five months. Yep. Five months. Almost five and a half months. So, um, man, she's done with that part, and we've closed that door, and now it's waiting for surgery. They they got to let her body recover for a month just to get her immune system back up again, and her so that she can fight off infections. They'll let her body just get strong so that she'll be ready for. Uh, she has to have a double mastectomy and then remove the ovaries. And start planning for breast reconstruction too. So, it's still um, it's still a lengthy process, and they said it'll be about a year and a half before she's back to uh, a regular lifestyle. So that's that's tough. It's yeah, she's it tough. She's tough for sure. She's so I'm a I'm a proud husband, and I'm a. I've done my best to support and and be there by her side, and she's done a lot of it on her own. But we've done everything we can to take care of the kids and and the support group of friends, her girlfriends, like the girlfriends from Sweden that have set up various um, supply chains for her and love and all that stuff. And then you have her group of mom friends here and Swedish girlfriends that have set up food chains and uh, donations to help her for um, some of the cold cap therapies because it's all gets really expensive you know and they've done so much for her to help and for acupuncture to help with all the the nausea and all the stuff that she did and um, we are forever grateful and in debt to these people you know but they're just all around all in all really good people you know it's and they've always been here to pick up the kids or, or get food for them or take them somewhere. If I, I just couldn't leave the house when she was really bad. And and uh, we had just got great with the family that we got here. And my sister was with us at every single treatment. She took a day off work for every treatment. Wow. And a whole day. And then she was around various days afterwards. She just, she's a trooper, man. She just, <laughs> she's that, the busiest person in our family. And she's the one that when you need something done you call her because she gets everything done and I don't know how she does it so <laughs> wow yeah. it was cool Family. yeah and my dad you know he's probably loving the fact that we've been home 
for a whole year for all the wrong reasons, of course, but he came down for almost every treatment too and took care of the kids and, and picked them up from school or took them to school and, and, uh, had some quality time with the boys and, you know, playing games or taking them to eat all the foods that we don't let them eat normally and do all that stuff that they can't do. <laughs> so uh, he won them over, you know, grandpa's not a bad guy anymore. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> So yeah, you have to you have to find the positive things that happens when bad things happen. Exactly, and uh, that's what families are for, right? They friends and families. Yeah. So yeah, uh, absolutely. It's been a ride to say the least, Stefan. But um, yeah, you have had a ride uh, of your own. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, it's all relative. We all have our things but you've had a few life changes and um and yeah and i you know yeah it's been tough for you yeah. too huh yeah since the divorce of course that was it wasn't easy absolutely not uh, but now i find this new angelica she's good she's really good hey that's those those are good good things to hear man that through all the hard times it's turning out good and for everybody which is uh is awesome yeah so you were you were pretty down there for a while i understand and it's you know we all want to help but there's there's not a lot you can do except stand there and say dude just call if i can do something and and yeah, uh that's true yeah and to look back on it and you think <laughs> what you have to do to make ends meet right yeah you have to move into a place that you probably wouldn't normally move into and you just make the most of it and and slowly but surely things they turned around right i mean yeah the first little cabin that i i lived in was really really small and the, the girls had to live in in a wardrobe more or less uh but actually just this weekend uh, i had i had my my girls uh, and Alva, the youngest one, she's 10 now. Uh-huh. She said that, you know, I, I, I missed that cabin. <laughs> I go, what? That small thing when you lived in the, in the wardrobe? Yeah, but we never slept there. We, we, uh, oh, we did, but we, we almost slept in, in your bed every night. So <laughs> that was cozy. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> that yeah. place. We did a podcast in there. Yeah, we did. That was really Took cool. A beer. Yeah, we had a beer. Of course we did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was Dude, I mean no matter how small that place was or or convenient or inconvenient, whatever it was at the time, it it took care of the business, but your view, the view you had in there yeah. was second to Amazing. none. Yeah, it was right beside it. I mean, it was like 20 meters, 15 meters to to the sea. Yeah, it was right on the water. Yeah, it was in in that place. If if it wasn't had the girls, it was perfect. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> As a much to clean, and <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you can just it was okay to eat microfood and <laughs> eat out because you couldn't cook that good. But yeah, that was then. It was good. Yeah, but that's. It, made a purpose absolutely and yeah. now so now and now you're together with Angelica are you guys are you still living in uh, living in Nortelia yeah well I know uh, you are actually. actually I just had to ask that because we're talking <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're we're living in Nortelia and uh, yeah we moved together and she has two uh, a boy and a girl too that are a little bit younger they're six and eight and uh, yeah, so every other week we are six people, and the other week we're two. Right. Okay. So you guys do like that. So you have a, a a week with the mom or the dad, and then a week with you guys. Yeah. Exactly. And we have the same week, so we are the four kids one week, and then none the other week. Okay. So that's and it's fun. It's it's really fun. You know, when when they're gone, they you miss them. All of them. Right. It's, the, it's really cool. It's a lot of things to do in the, 
yeah, when they're there because they're it's gymnastics and it's the drums or singing or they go to the scouts or handball or they are like swim training so yeah every other week there's a lot of things to do man that's that's cool it's cool that you know you're obviously it makes things uh it keeps everybody busy and yeah there's a lot to do but they yeah it's cool because they 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 see each other like siblings uh, already and taking i mean this for i mean this weekend villa they my my oldest one and the, and the youngest stella was home alone so villa took her for for a fika or if her not took a cup of coffee what is it that fika hey, hey fika that's what it is it's a yeah, it's, that's it's a basically having yeah. a cup of coffee or you know uh, hanging out and something to eat and just a yeah. good reason to hang out right exactly so she, she took stella down to down to the town and and took a fika on a cafe and just hang because they was they liked it so they get along so pretty good cool. yeah they do that's so cool man talk about peace of mind yeah otherwise i don't know but it works really good so i'm happy that's good hey that's what it's all about right got to be happy yeah exactly how hard can it be how hard can it be <laughs> hey it's just a challenge right <laughs> exactly <laughs> and that's okay and that's okay <laughs> i like that how hard can it be yeah we just talked about it before we started to record this podcast about this how hard life is hard sometimes but how hard can it be to fix it see you've always got a good outlook and that 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 was a good one how hard can it be yeah i mean if other can do it we can do it too well it's funny because you you brought that up and i was i had a my own quote was that i've been saying to myself and all along like with all this going on is it's just a challenge because man i you know i challenge myself constantly with the racing and all the things we do and and then this you know everything that we've been going through is or jenny's been going through this is a challenge for her it's a challenge for us i mean every you know with her whole new life it's a challenge all around of okay how do we deal with this and sometimes you just have to take a deep breath because you don't want to say something that's it's hard to say the right thing sometimes you know it doesn't matter what you say it's just the wrong time you just it's just to keep your mouth shut and um yeah and you learn i i think from both of us you know you learn to like okay i'm sure that this could have been completely different but i'm not going to say a word and uh and that's okay it's just a challenge and that's <laughs> yeah i i will take that with me too i mean <laughs> how hard can it be <laughs> sometimes exactly sometimes it is actually like that how hard can it be it's just a challenge i mean and that's okay there's so much this and that's okay you know we'll take this on another podcast but that's that's hilarious and yeah but they all they're all interlinked you know (laughs) it is and like you said and it's a way to 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 see things or to change mood because i think that when things going downwards or getting worse you need it's so easy to focus your mind on just the problem instead of fixing it. Oh my gosh! Or at least try to fix it. Oh my gosh, you're so right. That's that's <laughs> without a doubt. Yes, I, I, actually, this podcast is so. I have a lot of things that I actually taking with me from the podcast when we talk about things and how to getting more positive in the mind and stuff stuff like that mm-hmm. so i think i need to re-listen to them again from the beginning see what happens from the start until now even though it's been a year since we did the last one 
you're, you got a good point there because it's as you know we're we're making a, a new a new start. We haven't even talked about all this, but we're making a new start with a podcast, and there's a lot of we, we have a lot of fun. As we always say, we got a lot of great ideas and <laughs> stuff that we want to put into action. But we will this time. We will put them into action. Yeah, and it's gonna be it's gonna be quite a ride um, as we anticipate and some really fun ideas and projects that we're working on. So. Um, Absolutely, it's just we a challenge. Uh, it's just a challenge, exactly. How hard can it be? <laughs> right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Sorry, I I can't stop. Amen. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't decided how often we can we will do this, but we will like concentrate on the content. We sure will in the podcast. I mean. And some good content, right? It'll be, um, they'll have a little more meaning, whether they'll be weekly or they'll be bi-weekly or there might be twice in a week, depending on what we got going. But uh, it, it's going to be pretty fun and it's going to be um, a, a cool, a cool tour. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it, actually. And this, I can't say it enough. I think I'm really missing this conversations. Same here. I've been pretty quiet for a while, and people know me that I'm not very quiet most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So yeah, yeah, I know you know. So uh, I, I've got to, I got to start talking. I got a lot cooped up inside. I need to get it out. Yeah. Should we um, let him hang for a while and and wait for the next podcast? Nah, let's keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're totally gonna leave it like that. It's been uh, it's been awesome catching up with you, and obviously we're we're kind of spreading our our uh, personal lives in here with everybody. But um, so you know, that's there's a reason why we've been quiet for a while. And uh, Stefan is a great friend of mine, and and uh, you know, you've, nobody wants to see their friend go through tough times and no matter what it is. We've all got demons in our life. we all got to deal with them in our own ways as we've, whether it's a friend or it's a family or it's a whatever. It's, um, it's just a challenge, guys. Be good to each other. And one thing's for sure, don't fall out with each other over political beliefs too. Some people, I get so bummed when they're like, friends don't talk to each other anymore because one doesn't like this president or that president or what's going on there. It's like, it's no reason to fall out, right? It's just, it's just an opinion. Exactly, and and uh, think about what's important in life. So true. Yeah. So true. It's uh, it is what it is. But um, every day is a new day, and love each other, hug each other often. And Stefan, I can't wait to see you. We haven't seen each other for nearly a year now, but uh, yeah. it's always good to talk to you, my friend. Likewise, man. Love you. Love you more. Big old bromance right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take care, everybody, and thank yeah. you for listening to the Real 45 podcast. Be sure to listen up for uh, big things we got coming up. Yeah. Bye. Have a great week. Ciao.